0: big falls in oil prices today with a bit of sensitivity around the pace of the pandemic recovery, particularly in Europe, where vaccinations are happening very slowly. AstraZeneca hasn't helped with concerns that they might have been submitting out-of-date data. Uh, they say it's just a confusion. It's all going to be sorted out in the next 48 hours. And we're seeing bond yields down again and equities down too. Well, look at all of that. Plus, UK's job numbers and what Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell were saying in front of the House Financial Services Committee. And a big fall in the Kiwi dollar. Why is that? It's Wednesday, the 24th of March 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, 10-year US Treasury yields are falling again. Another five basis points off 10 years today, just as big a drop on uh, 10-year gilts in the UK and similar-sized drops in yields elsewhere in Europe as well. A big rise in the US dollar as well. It's up 0.6% on the DXY around where it was earlier this month, which was the highest it's been since last November. So it's climbing back up again. Uh, That's seen the Aussie dollar weaker, losing 1.1%, the pound down three-quarters of 1%, 0.6% off the euro, and the Kiwi dollar in free fall. Down two point three percent in the last twenty four hours. Not as much movement in stocks today. The Nasdaq is down, but so is the uh, so is the Dow, both down a little over 03 percent. In London, the FTSE one hundred down 04 percent, and the Euro stocks fifty down 02 percent. And big falls in oil: six point six percent off WTI, down below fifty seven fifty now. Uh, and here's David de Garris, director of economics for markets at NAB, uh, talking to us from morning, Melbourne Phil. today morning. Now I have to say, Dave, yes. I'm getting very very confused over all of this. One day treasuries fall, equities are up. The next day treasuries fall further, equities are down. Where is the cause and effect in this, Dave? I mean, I'm, I'm just a simple man. It's getting lost on me.
1: No, it's fair enough. And I, I tell you what, I, I need to speak less on this podcast. It seems that uh, what the last two times we've been just talking about oil prices. So, um, you know, at the end yeah, of last yeah. week, and here um, we are today. Well, it's as though their,
0: they've looked at the schedule and they've gone, all oh, right, we better react because uh, David uh, Garis is going to be on again.
1: I, I, I'm going to have to educate you a little bit on oil, Phil, that um, most people looking at international oil tend to look pr- probably more at Brent rather than, yeah, you know, WTI. the US-centric WTI. But, you know, they're But both Brent, moving it's moving it's the, the same story. It's
0: down, yeah, not quite yeah. as much, but, yeah, same story.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely the same story. And it's pretty much... Seems to be a, a, a similar, similar affliction that's cast over, you know, equity markets and bond markets. Uh, you know, in the past twenty four and a little bit longer than that. Phil, it, indeed, since um, you know the sell off we had in bonds, the market now is becoming a little bit more worried. I mean, the European uh, lockdowns across the country, uh, across the countries there, France, Italy, Germany. Um, you know, that's that's uh, that's dogging sentiment. Um, so, yeah, the markets are just in very much in a holding pattern, aren't they? I mean, risk, risk uh, appetite is on the back foot. That's the theme running through the market right now. And, of course, you've had a piece of news over the AstraZeneca announcement yesterday suggesting that they need to update their results for the most recent trials because – it only included uh, data up to uh, February 17. Um, mm. That information's been promised within 48 hours from AstraZeneca, but it's just another. Um, well, it's, uh, not, it's not going to help the confidence. But, yeah, no. it's not
0: going to help that confidence amongst uh, people in Europe who don't want to take it, though, is it? So that could uh, slow down things there. Yeah, and on the on the I mean, I guess uh, so. The, what you're saying is oil largely is down because there's going to be less demand because. The lockdowns mean we are going to move out of all of this uh, so much slower. So in the UK, for example, Mm -hmm. a £5,000 fine now introduced next week Mm -hmm. for anyone leaving the country without a good reason. uh, And uh, that's going to continue until July at at the earliest. So not long ago, Boris Johnson was saying that, you know, by mid-July, everything would be finished. But it looks like it's going to drag on even in the UK, even though everyone's getting vaccinated there.
1: Yeah, I think that that's the big conversation point um, in the northern hemisphere whether there will be a um, you know a, a, a summer to travel to the continent as the usual, which is you know the usual state of affairs. So um, you know that's what that's what uh, people are interested in, and now they're thinking, and and I think. Europe, you know, investors in Europe are thinking the same thing. You know, the European uh, vaccine rollout has been problematic. Been these issues over, you know, whether they're going to share uh, vaccines. Um, and while the UK um, latest numbers, it's even more encouraging, well over, well over 40% of the population vaccinated now, more than half the adult population. Um, the European numbers are, are lagging at 13%. It is rising, but not rising fast enough for the market Right now, so it's really the um, the fly in the ointment, and the the market is right to be thinking about that. It it is still totally about the pandemic and uh, how well that's going to be managed. Yeah, well,
0: I, I mean, and there's you know numbers that aren't encouraging. I mean, it's very small, but the number of deaths in the UK in the last 24 hours. Has actually mm. risen despite that uh, uh, mm. those vaccination numbers. I mean, you know, a lot lower than they were, but uh, yes. you know, they're not continually tracking down. And then you have got Chris Whitty, who's Boris Johnson's chief medical officer. They had a press conference earlier uh, saying that you know we're not going to eradicate this thing. It took a hundred years to get rid of smallpox. It's the only disease yes. that's been successfully eradicated from Earth. And we, are, we are going to be stuck with this thing. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. was a bit too, that's not what we wanted to hear.
1: He loves he loves good news. Chris Whitty, doesn't he? Um <laughs> But, you know, he's the chief medical officer. You expect him to – his job is to worry about those things, and he's only telling telling us some of the uncomfortable truths there. But it's all about the vaccine from here, isn't it? And the UK experience so far, Phil, um, has been extremely encouraging, both in terms of hospitalisations um, and, uh, and, and, and deaths, which thankfully are coming down. Uh, you know, to think what the numbers were, only – 2 to 3 months ago it's it's a big big improvement It depends from here on whether that continues to be the story of course
0: so Tapas was saying yesterday you know there's a bit more risk sentiment around and mm. and, and and now it's the opposite I and mean, it's 24 hours I, I mean i i guess it's it's just every bit of news is pulling everyone oh. in every direction isn't it? It, it,
1: it there is that and i think if we think um our, 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 you know for the next week through easter and beyond easter <laughs> we'll be getting into the um the March quarter reporting season in the US. So obviously it's gonna tell us about how companies performed this past quarter, but also what the outlook is like now that um, what US vaccinations are up to, what nearly 30% of the population. Um, So the situation there seems to be brightening. Um, They do have the variants to to deal with as far as COVID is concerned. So the market will be paying attention to that. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be coming into the um, uh, data feed, Phil, over the next month, six weeks of um, the impact of the stimulus payments, you know, in the shops yeah. and so forth. Yeah. So, so- um-
0: and I guess the inflation fears they seem to have subsided, don't they? Uh, even though we, you know, we're going to follow that one point nine trillion recovery package at some point with that three trillion, uh, if it happens, infrastructure plan. So we had uh, Raphael Bostick from the Fed saying overnight that the stimulus isn't going to last forever. It's going to flow through the economy, and mm. then it's going to after it's flown through, it's going to be easy to to figure out what inflation signals there are, because of course it is a one off payment. It's not like I mean, you hope there's going to be some sort of multiplier from it, but it's not as though you are they are continually pump-priming the economy, so inflation should reach a level.
1: That, that's right, and uh, ultimately the inflation depends upon um, you know, the balance between supply and demand. So if you think about it as just pushing up the demand curve for a period of time and then that comes off. So they're not getting $1,400 checks every every quarter. It's just uh, $1,400 per person. that's flowing through now, <clears throat> so that's going to lift consumer spending. And and how much of it will be saved as opposed to spend? So that that's the message that you know we've been hearing from Powell and uh, from uh, from other uh, Fed members. So they're really prepping the market, Phil. Don't be spooked by a short term rise in the, in the inflation rate for that, and of course the base effects from you know the big falls in oil prices a year ago. Although you know oil looks like it's more right now more. A, sort of neutral to deflationary influence rather than what seemed to be the case only a month or so ago.
0: Yeah, but it's it's a day, isn't it? I mean, who knows? Uh, It is a day, absolutely. Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen, yeah, they've been saying pretty much the same thing, haven't they? They were in front of the House Financial Services Committee reading from the same script again, saying, you know, talking down inflation. They've got the tools to use if they need them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Janet Yellen, though, saying, uh, well, she was hoping uh, we might see a, a return to full employment in the UK next year, in the UK, in the US next year. That too, Pat. Yeah, That'd be we horrible. are both. Well, I think the U.S. certainly, maybe not the U.K. We can we can come onto those job numbers in the U.K. But yeah, I mean, she was uh, she was giving a bit of positivity there. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, but you know, giving a pretty graphic account of um,
1: you know the the what is it one in ten people behind in their mortgage payments um, and, and and so forth, and the need need for the stimulus. So you know you know she's she's hitting 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 the mark there i think what the market's really interested in now is is it going to be followed up by that infrastructure package? Well, we won't hear about that until the market hears from the president. Uh, I think is speaking over over yeah. Easter. So, um, you know, that, that's what the market's got to set its sights yeah. on right okay. now.
0: Okay, given I mentioned it, uh, just coincidentally for that slip of the tongue. Thank goodness we had the uh, UK labour <laughs> yes. data out today. Uh, showed the unemployment rate fell ever so slightly in the uh, in the three months to January over the over the three months to December. But, you know, uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? That's just, the, if you look at some of the real numbers, like look at the number of hours worked, which is probably a more useful measure, that fell 1.4% for those three months over the three months up to December. So no real recovery happening there just yet.
1: Yes, and even even with the cloak from the um, coronavirus job retention scheme, uh, payroll numbers are still down 2.4% on what they were a year ago, even with the Um, You know the job uh, wage subsidies. So I think you know, and 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 now that's been extended. We're not going to find out how. The the UK is responding um, in terms of its labour market until later in the year when that scheme rolls off. What is it, September this year? So
0: this weakness in the Kiwi dollar uh, overnight. So, I mean, part of that is the strength of the US dollar. I mentioned that it is up today. Of course. Is it just that? Because, I mean, it is a lot more than the Aussie dollar's for It's more about um, the announcement that they had
1: yesterday over housing fields. So the government is announcing some measures that are going to be Phased in over several years, both to curb the demand side, particularly demand for investors, um, demand from investors for housing. So, interest deductibility, changes to capital gains tax, as well as some measures to boost um, the supply side of housing. So, you know, the, the the markets take away that from that. Phil is that it reduces pressure on the uh, the RBNZ to tighten rates over the next, you know, one to two years. So we saw a pretty chunky pullback in New Zealand bond yields. Um, The five-year was down... Um, you know, nine basis points, the two year down by five and a half basis points. And the Kiwi, as you said, underperforming. In fact, it's down another 1% uh, since London opened this morning. So Aussie Kiwi up comfortably above 109 this morning.
0: Wow. wow. So it's going to be an interesting experiment, isn't it? So they're trying to see, make houses more affordable so that uh, less investors and more homeowners is the idea behind all of it, isn't it? Yes. So-
1: Yes, of course, you know, if you curb the demand for investors, what impact does that have on me? You know, potential supply side of housing too, and what about the impact of ha- of housing on, you know, consumer sentiment, wealth events, uh, and and the like. So, so this is this story's got further to play yeah. out.
0: Quite a drop in home sales, coincidentally in uh, February in the United States as well, six point six percent down for February. But that is just one month, and it's quite volatile. Yeah, the weather, I think, they're... had a bit to do it, of course. Yeah, the storms that they've been experiencing. Uh, mm. And uh, Janet Yellen and uh, Jerome Powell led double act. Uh, they are back in front of uh, the Senate. A banking panel later on, so same script, different day, perhaps. Uh, PMIs for the UK and Europe later on, given all the, the lockdowns, they're probably not going to be that good. UK CPI uh, as uh, we saw the earnings up didn't we in those job numbers but that, that is almost certainly because the lower paid workers were yeah, yeah, the losing exactly, yeah. their jobs so uh, in fact we had a 12% fall in hours worked in the accommodation and food sector over that uh, from one month to the next so that's quite a drop well, there you go so yeah so, uh, yeah, so and that will have uh, influenced all of that uh, other than that I think that's about it for today isn't it is, it is
1: Phil I think you know what the market will be interested in as far as the, uh, the European UK PMIs will be one, whether there's any sort of divergence emerging between the UK and Europe in the UK's favour, yeah. and the other is, of course, you know, the supply chain issues in manufacturing. So that gets registered as uh, as uh, so an increase in the PMIs, so the manu- you know we whether that's reflected in the manufacturing PMIs. But uh, we'll find out about that
0: tonight. Yeah, we will. This divergence in the UK and Europe over the next few months is going to be very interesting to watch, isn't it? If you get the vaccine, can you get back to work? Good to talk. Uh, Catch you again next time. Thanks, Dave. Cheers, Phil. And prepare yourself for two days of Gavin Friend. He's going to be around on Thursday and Friday morning on The Morning Call. I'm Phil Dobby. I'll be here both of those days as well. Catch you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening.